Man, Andrew's probably back with Nick. And Nick, uh, it's uh, Kentucky week, and uh, man, uh, what a uh, what a difference a week makes, man. Uh, number twelve in the country. That's uh, surprising. I, I will say I, I didn't expect it to go that high. Uh, number twelve in the country and uh, seven point favorites against Kentucky. Uh, what a week! Uh, what a uh, thing the week makes. Absolutely. And, you know, the Gators launched all the way to number 12 in the AP poll, which is the uh, the best debut for an unranked team since 2016. And, you know, although I did not I, I, I did not see us going that high, you know, I had us anywhere between 17 to 20 range, somewhere around there. Uh, and, you know, the more I thought about it, though, after I saw the ranking, it started to make a little bit more sense to me. These voters are the same voters that had Utah as the number seven team in the country. So let's think about that for a second. They don't want to put, you know, the Gators tremendously low because then it makes them look bad, right? So, you know, they, they're, they're, they're holding their ground with their Utah, with their Utah take. Utah's 13 right behind the Gators, which I think is a fair, I think it's a fair ranking. Utah's a really good team. Um, so the more I, you know, the more I sat there and thought about the ranking, the more it made sense to me. Yeah, it, it did. And, you know, I um, someone asked me, you know, before the poll came out, they said, where do you see Florida? I said, 18. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at the coaches' poll, they were 19. Um, you know, and I think they're somewhere in that range. And here's the deal. It doesn't really matter. You know, Florida's 12. Uh, at the end of the day, the SEC will shake out how it's supposed to shake out. If Florida's, you know, as good as uh, the polls want them to be, then They'll be fine, you know, and and not. And, uh, yeah, if they beat number 20 Kentucky this weekend, they'll be a top 10 team, and everyone will be declaring, you know, that they're back and everything else. And, you know, again, we'll see. Uh, it's uh, the schedule definitely opens up a little bit easier, per se, uh, after Kentucky with uh, South Florida and then Tennessee. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, Nick, is this, and that is when we were all doing um, – our preseason picks, um, and and I mean everyone, just you know, uh, national guys, local guys, everybody. If you would have said Florida started had a chance to start two and zero, you would say great, great start because most people I think would have been very happy with a one and one start. So if Florida if Florida goes into this game with a pretty good opportunity to go two and zero, and you look back and you say, man, that's great, great start. Not only that, Andrew, but I I believe when um, when when the Gator Country employees were giving their season previews, uh, I know I for a fact picked Utah as the most important game of the season. And Andrew, I believe you picked Kentucky. Is that correct? Yeah, I did. So I mean, there you go. There's I mean that we're Gators are starting off. You know, they have a chance to start off two and zero against what me and Andrew think are the two most important games of the Gator season. So let's think about that for a second. That is huge. That's a huge momentum. Uh, shift for the Gators. If they can start off 2-0, and uh, like Andrew said, everyone's going to be talking about the Florida Gators even more than they already are. Um, and th- it could lead to great things for Billy Napier. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I think the, the biggest thing for me heading into this game, and as we get into, you know, talking about this game, is, you know, how does how does this, this team, this, 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 these players, 
Um, you know, number 12 in the country, you know, everyone's, you know, rubbing their head, kissing them on the cheek, telling them how, you know, how great they are after a, a big Utah game. Uh, it's another sellout coming in. Um, you know, how does this team take that? You know, how do they, how do they take all this loving they're getting after, let's face it, a year where they were beaten down? Uh, you know, talked about as being terrible. Uh, you know, how does this team take a little bit of success? How do they build off that? You know, Billy Napier is doing his best. You know, he said uh, multiple times throughout that, you know, this the film was ugly. It was a good, bad, and ugly film, and there was a lot to improve on. You know, the guys are saying the right things. Uh, but do you go into this game with the, the, the mindset of it's, underdog it's us against them kind of mentality you know you have to go in with that mindset I think the biggest thing for me is Kentucky has you know let's just say it they whip Florida around a lot you know even in some of the wins where Florida uh you know snuck away with wins Kentucky's whipped them around a little bit where it's been a you know had to have a um uh, an uncovered guy in the end zone when Jim McElwain was here, Josh Hannon, you know, that kind of stuff. So I think that that helps this game a little bit um, just because of what Kentucky's done to Florida lately is that it should keep them focused, motivated, and eyes on the prize. I agree because I don't think any player uh, in the Gators locker room right now uh, is forgetting what happened last year, you know, in, you know at Kentucky. You know, they got beat. So, um but I do think it's harder. I think it's harder to keep, you know, the the kind of underdog mindset as you keep winning. Uh, even, you know, even, you know, Billy Napier's trying, he's trying to get these guys to say, look, if we play like this again, we're, you know, we're going to get beat multiple times this season. But, you know, as the wins keep coming, you know, they're thinking about that in the back of their head, right? So like they, they can sit there and say all they want, you know, you know, it's business trip, all this and that. But at the end of the day, the win is in the back of their minds, right? So, you know, time will tell whether they can, you know, keep this underdog kind of dog mentality going forward. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, uh, I don't, I hate that whole, we have to play with an underdog mentality. I, I hate that. I can't stand it. You know, it just, you know, that us against the world, you know, it just, it, it's kind of, just kind of gets old to me. Right. Maybe. I mean, um, and maybe I'm old school. But I think at the end of the day, look, the Gators, they're not sitting like I know I saw a lot of a lot of fans saying, you know, I, I wish that the Gators were ranked lower. That doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I like, you know, these guys are putting in a lot of work and a lot of effort. They, the, of course, they want to see a high ranking. You know, I don't think any I don't think any player on the Florida Gator roster was like, man, let's I wish we were ranked in the 20s. No, they want to be ranked as high as possible because, you know, they put in the work for it. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you, you know, again, it's just it's one of those things where you're it's going to work out how it's supposed to work out. And, you know, I, 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 I know, that, you know, that's cliche. I mean, it's week two of the season. Nobody. Nobody really cares uh, about the rankings and everything else. You know, uh, obviously, if. You know, Florida, Florida goes into Jacksonville undefeated, beats Georgia, then by God, Florida better be one or two in the country. Uh, and that's just, you know, that just is what it is. And it uh, will be. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, that's where you you start to worry about, uh, you know, 
the 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 rankings and that kind of stuff. Um, this Kentucky team though comes in kind of kind of beaten up a little bit. Um, lose uh, uh, Ramon Jefferson, uh, the running back, to a torn ACL. Um, it looks like Chris Rodriguez is probably still out. Uh, we'll see. Um, so so they have some injuries going into this game um, that, that I think you know you never want to see a team beaten up. But uh, you know you're you're always okay if. They're missing a couple guys, and uh, especially, you know, a guy like Chris Rodriguez, it looks like, uh, or it doesn't look like it is, where he's not out for an injury. He's out for an NCAA problem. So uh, you're catching this team at the at the right time. And, you know, uh, when you look at Florida, they, they can't, they don't. They can't go up against a, a running football team every week and expect this defensive line uh, to continue to hold up. I mean, they're that's their problem. That's their weakness is depth on the defensive line. So you know, if it uh, batters up uh, Kentucky's running game a little bit with injuries and you know guys out, then hey, Florida's okay with it because this is a team that is uh, going to want teams to pass per se against them just so they don't have to line up and you know go up against to run like a Utah team did um, and get beaten down and worn down uh, and gassed. Absolutely. And so when you look at Kentucky's running back room right now, you have Kavosi Smoke. And he is a guy that, Andrew, he's played in a ton of games, 34 games for Kentucky, but he's only made one start. And so even this is, this is untested waters for him. Uh, you know he's you know he's returning for his fifth year and he's only started one game, so he's not going to be used to the volume that he's going to get. And let me tell you, he's going to get a lot of touches on Saturday night. The backup running back Lavelle Wright, just 11 career carries, and that includes two from week one. Um, and I don't believe they have another scholarship running back after that. I could be wrong, uh, but I believe it's just those two. And you know, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of carries for Smoke and and and. I'm not saying he's not prepared for it, but it's something that he hasn't seen before. Yeah, um, Smoke. By the way, what a name uh, yeah. with Tom Kagai, uh from the uh, from my area or from Alabama, a guy I know pretty well. And listen, he's a good ball player. Um, there's there's zero doubt about it. He's a he's a good ball player. Uh, you know, obviously he's not uh, Rodriguez um, at all. Um, but you're, you know, you're, you're not going to get a, a Chris Rodriguez, uh, you know, you're not going to get anybody that's close to that. So um, you, you go into this game and, you know, you, you see what Kentucky did against, uh, what was it, Sam Houston State, where they only had, what, 59 uh, total yards of rushing. Miami of uh, Ohio. Miami of Ohio, sorry. Um, Sam Houston State was uh, Texas A&M. Um, yep. So you go in with Miami, Ohio, and they only have 59 yards of rushing. You, you look at that and you say, man, Florida can have that success against Kentucky. And, and I know, you know, Billy Napier is giving the whole, you know, uh, Will Levis is legit and everything else, and he's one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's legit. But I don't think he deserves all of this, you know, that that everybody wants to give him. I, I, he, you know, you see some of these picks uh, where they're saying, "Oh, he could be one of the top uh, one to two quarterbacks drafted in the in the country." Bull crap! Bull crap! He ain't that good. Like, let's just let's slow the roll there. I agree, and but the bottom line is, uh, he's going to have to be really, really good to beat. Uh, 
the Gators on Saturday, and let me tell you why. You know, the running back room, right, it's all beaten up, and, it, you know, they didn't perform well against Miami of Ohio, right? But it was not due to the running back room. That offensive line was bad, and that's me being really nice about it. Uh, they were horrible. I mean, they uh, – Levi's was – he was sacked four times, knocked down a few. Uh, they were creating no holes in the run game. Um, they better hope they improve because if not, it, things could get ugly in Gainesville. Well, and I think that leads us to our point here, and that is the key to the game may end up being Florida's pass rush. Um, you know, that was kind of non-existent in the uh, in the Utah game. And I say non-existent, and they they had some, some hurries in the game. And, you know, obviously in that game, uh, you didn't have a ton of opportunities to just straight up, you know, rush the passer. And, and Utah did a good job of getting the ball out quickly. Um, but, you know, going into this season, we, we kind of wondered, uh, you know, how Florida's pass rush was going to be. Um, obviously, you know, Princely and, and Britton Cox are going to be the two main guys there. Um, but when those two guys aren't in, you're going to need Justice Boone, Tyreek Sapp. You know, you're going to need those guys to, to really step up there and get you some pass rush because – you cannot allow Levis. I mean, if you if you allow him to sit back there and have all day to throw, guess what? He might look like a top, you know, five quarterback in the country. Uh, and especially with the secondary, you know, that is a little unproven. You know, Devin Moore's unproven. Uh, Avery Helm, you know, he's had his ups and downs. Jason Marshall's had his ups and downs. Rashad Torrance is coming off of a bad game there. Uh, Trey Dean, we all know, is an up and down kind of guy in past. Uh, coverage at safety. So you, you need a pass rush to get there. And, you know, maybe this is the game that Shamar James and DeWan Black show up as well um, and, and show, you know, just what they're capable of at linebacker because you're hoping that you can get those guys in pass coverage um, against the tight ends and running backs against the Kentucky team who on third down, you know, especially if it's third and long. Absolutely. And, you know, I wasn't I wasn't overly concerned with the Gators not recording a sack in week one, because like, you know, like we've talked about, he, you know, Utah game planned around that. Right. So they they ran the ball a lot. They threw a lot to their tight ends. They got to the, they got the ball. Cam Rising did a great job getting the ball quickly. Um, and, you know, the Gators defensive backs just weren't really tested all game long. I mean, I think uh, Jason Marshall allowed uh, one catch, I think. Um, two, maybe. But um, so, you know, the Gators. The, the, their defensive line has to get uh, to Will Levis because, you know, like you said, if, if 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 the Kentucky offensive line can hold up and he's sitting back there all day long, he's good enough to beat you. You know, he has all the physical tools to play in the NFL. Uh, so if you if you let him sit back there, he's gonna he's gonna kill you. Uh, but you know, I don't see the game going that way. Like I said, I, I watched the Kentucky offensive line struggle mightily against a. Uh, not very big Miami of Ohio defensive line. So, uh, you know, they were, they were, they had mis miscommunications all over the field. Um, and, you know, but, you know, Will Levis still threw for over 300 yards. Uh, so, you know, he's a guy that's going to drop back to pass 30, maybe 40 times against the Gators. Uh, you know, so, you know, the, the Gator defense backs, they have to be prepared for that. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, I, again, I, I wasn't overly concerned without with them not getting a pass rush because, uh, like you said, you know there was a uh, um, uh, uh, emphasis on getting the ball out quickly um, for uh, for Utah. Uh, you know, you, you 
you hit on Marshall, and, and I didn't think he had a bad game at all. And uh, you, you hit on Devin Moore. Uh, obviously, Ventrell Miller. Listen, that that tight end for Utah. That's a first round draft pick. That's what you want. Uh, Brant. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. I'm not even going to try. That that's what you want out of an NFL tight end. So that that, that dude's for real. Uh, so uh, you know you, you're okay with what he did uh, against Ventrell Miller because I mean, again. Central Miller, if you're asking him to guard, um, you know, a tight end or running back, you're you're gonna have problems there. I mean, that just kind of is what it is there. Um, so again, not concerned too too much about that there. Um, I am a little worried about you know Marshall and Moore in coverage. Um, just to kind of see what they could do. Um, you know, the, the, to they, T- Tavion Robinson had 136 yards uh, uh, receiving in the game. So how does he, you know, kind of, how do they stack up against that there? Um, also, I think a big key in this game for me is this. It, you know, I, I know I know we talk about, and, and we talked a lot about this in our uh, roundtable, Florida's going to have opportunities to throw the ball in this game. We, we know that. I mean, we, we just do. We know that Kentucky's going to, to put eight in the box. I mean, they're going to want to stop Richardson and, and the rushing attack of Naquan, ETN, Montrell Johnson. They're going to want to stop that. Um, so you're going to have downfield passing um, attempts there. But I think it's also key for Florida – and it's going to be key all year. They, they've got to they've got to be able to run the ball simply for a keep away situation. You do not want this Florida defense on the field a ton for depth reasons, not not because they're not good, but for depth reasons. They they want to to run the ball, milk the clock. They want to own time of possession in this game uh, or all season to hide that depth uh, or lack of depth on the defensive line. Right and. And Kentucky's defensive line is bigger than than Utah's. Uh, Kingsley said that in a in a press conference uh, the other day. They asked him, you know, well, what's the difference between you know Kentucky and Utah? And he said Kentucky's bigger. They're, I mean, they're just bigger. So they're gonna be they're gonna be harder to move around. Um, but I think that the Gators will still. I think we're gonna see a similar game plan. I do think that Richardson's gonna throw the ball a bit more and maybe test Kentucky downfield, um, especially when they're you know stacking the box and and things like that. But I think we're going to, I mean, the Gators, their bread and butter this year is the run game. I've said it all off season. The offensive line is the strength of the team. The running backs are there uh, with them as well. And they're going to try, they're going to try to run the, they're going to try to run the football. Uh, and, you know, if, if Kentucky does stack the box and, and, um, and kind of disrespects Richardson's arm, he's going to be, he's going to, he's going to try to beat you over top as well. So. Right. And that's going to be a key. I mean, uh, you know, that that's going to be a key this year um, is, you know, when forced to throw the ball deep or when forced to uh, to make a play throwing the ball, you can do. Um, you know, him and uh, Ricky Purcell um, had multiple uh, third and fourth down conversions where um, they connected there. Um, so, you know, I, it, I, for me, it's not a, it's not so much of a question of can they, because um, I, I, I absolutely think they can. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, even in the Utah game where when Utah was starting to bring, you know, the safeties in a little closer and and they were going to more of a base defense there. Um, 
Billy Napier just didn't air it out, and that was simply because he thought he could still run, and, and that's a good thing. But you just have to remember that you know against teams like uh, uh, teams like uh, Kentucky, and as you go on throughout the year in the SEC, teams are going to make you respect uh, or make you pass the ball so they respect it. Um, so let's see it a little bit, and uh, you know maybe a play action where they where they chunk it deep one time will you know, push the defense back a little bit and allow this running game to keep going. I mean, we, we know the running game is going to be there um, just simply because I, I think that this is an offensive line that's built for it. This is an offense that's built for it. Montreal Johnson is, uh, you know, a guy that's done it under Billy Napier for a while. Um, so, again, I just – I understand people are going to want to throw the ball and they're going to say, hey, you know, they're, they're daring you to throw the ball. Okay, but it's okay because that's not the game plan. It's just it's in their back pocket if needed. Right, and and you know there was a clip I saw. This is kind of off topic, off topic, but there was a clip that I saw uh, earlier this morning of JJ Weaver, the Kentucky Wildcat linebacker. He needs saying, to shut his mouth, by the way. Yeah, saying, well, I thought it was funny because he was saying, you know, oh, we're just going to put a spy on Richardson and it'll be all, it'll all be good. Good luck with that. Good mm-hmm. luck with that. Uh, I don't know if there's a single player in the country that could bring down Richardson in open field. I mean, we saw the Utah uh, safety try to tackle Richardson on a 45-yard scramble, and he didn't even come close. Um, it's gonna that take poor a linebacker of- got posterized yeah. on the two-point conversion where it's like he's hanging on him, drooping on him, giving him a bear hug. I mean, it, it's going to take more than one spy. I mean, you don't think Utah had spies out there? They, I mean, like, it's going to take more than a spy to stop Richardson from running the football. So I thought that was funny. Um, it reminds me of – who was that DB that uh, three years ago uh, or two years ago that uh, was talking a bunch of crap to Kyle Pitts, Kentucky? Uh, oh yeah, he, he got drafted by he got drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, in like the um, second or third round. I can't, I'm blanking on his name right Joseph, now. Joseph. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Kelvin Joseph. Kelvin Joseph. Yeah, he. I mean, this this kind of game uh, reminds me so much of 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 that because you know Kelvin Joseph talked all this crap to Kyle Pitts, and I think Kyle Pitts went for three touchdowns on his head. Uh, uh, yeah, two or three. Yeah. Yeah. So I. It just, it just, it, I thought it was funny because it just reminds me of that, and uh, and so you know, Anthony, I know Anthony Richardson's thinking about it. So, uh, Weaver, I mean, Weaver was in headlines last year anyway for the uh, the ankle, right? No, that is, that's Cash Daniel, right? Oh, yep, Daniel. Okay, okay, yeah. Well, so I mean, listen, but I mean, it, Weaver's a good player. I think he was, I think he was All Conference last year. Um, I know he has some accolades. Uh, I'm blanking on the the exact one, but I I, yeah, I know he has some accolades. He's a, he's a veteran player in their defense. You know, if if Kentucky's defense is 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 playing great, he's probably one of the reasons why. This game didn't need any more motivation um, for nope. sure. Um, I did think it was funny uh, the players kind of reacting a little bit to uh, to Dan Mullen, uh and his predictions a little bit. You know, all those guys were saying, "Yeah, we've seen it." Yeah. They're probably thinking, "Thank God you're not our football coach." Well, I mean, Dan Mullen's all over the place, right? With with these predictions, I mean, it, it, one one moment he's predicting uh, Florida to finish fourth in the SEC East, and the other one he's picking Richardson as a Heisman finalist. Which I've said this before uh, on our message boards at Gator Country. I don't understand that, Andrew, at all. 
I don't understand how you can pick Richardson to be a Heisman finalist and then also have the Gators going six and six or seven and five. That makes no sense. If Richardson's a Heisman finalist, Gators are winning nine games at least, um, probably 10. Uh, you know, and that's not the only poor prediction Mullins had. I mean, he's 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 all over the place with his predictions. I don't even know what he's doing anymore. He doesn't either. Yeah. Yeah. He's just remember he's the smartest man in the room. He always will yep. be. Uh, <laughs> always will be. Uh, we talked a lot about this in the um, um, lead up to Utah, uh, and I think it's especially true with Kentucky too. And that is Kentucky usually plays a pretty sound fundamental game um, overall. Um, obviously, um, you know, they've, they've had some dumb penalties in the past, but overall they usually play sound football overall. And, you know, you look at Billy Napier, he talked about it. He said the, the penalties uh, on kickoff, he said, can't happen. He, he was not happy about the, the, the penalties on kickoff and that kind of stuff. So I, I think that it's another key um, for Florida is to, to win that you know, penalty thing, uh, not have false starts, not line up offsides. You know, continue to play disciplined football, win the turnover battle, and hope that the swamp that's sold out again for the second straight not uh, weekend can you know, produce some penalties and you know confusion for this Kentucky team. Obviously, Kentucky's prepared for it. They've played there before, um, and not in front of a sellout, but they've played in front of a you know hostile crowd everywhere else. Um, but just play disciplined football uh, in this game because you know this game has come down to one possession game. You know, so many times in the past, you know, a, a dumb penalty or a, a you know a silly turnover could be the difference in the ball game. Absolutely. And, you know, we talked about, we talked about it last week on the podcast. Uh, what, I mean, the Gators had seven penalties for 38 yards. It's not ideal, but it's not terrible. We've seen a lot worse. Trust me. Uh, speaking of a lot worse, I believe last year, Andrew, we had 15 penalties against Kentucky. Yes. And, and I believe that, seven, seven of them, them were yep. false starts. Mm-hmm. Seven false yeah. starts. That is what cannot happen. Uh, and, and it won't happen, but it cannot happen. Uh, this week for the Gators. They need to play fundamentally sound football. And, you know, you, you nailed it on the head with the special teams because let me tell you something. Kentucky's special teams unit is really, really good. And they were good last year, and they're good again this year. They blocked uh, a punt, and they uh, and they returned a kickoff for a touchdown. So Gators got to get it figured out uh, on special teams. Uh, the penalties can't happen because that just kills your drive. You, you know, starting at the 10-yard line, is is not only bad for your offense, but it's bad for your defense because if you got a punt, you're now giving Kentucky excellent field position. Yeah, I mean so, you go back and you look at the the Utah game, the the fumble where they had 25 yards to go, mm-hmm. and then the uh, punt where I believe Utah started at the 38 mm-hmm. or 40. Um, so you you know you had two possessions right there where you gave Utah short field position. Can't have that against Kentucky. You well, know that's the and, and I know we're nitpicking, and I don't want I don't want people to say you you guys are being negative. I don't want that to happen. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, that's the that's that's the taking the next step in being a disciplined football team. Uh, like you said, so penalties, I'm okay with it. Um, you know, the 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 one penalty I think that was um, a, um, a penalty that Billy Napier would love to have back was the 12 men on the field. 
he he was not happy about that. But he also said he would take that penalty, you know, over and have the right guys over not having the right guys, and and they having an easy score. Uh, and Ford ended up getting the stop there. That was the goal line stand um, right. possession. Um, so you, that was the one that was kind of the, you know, unforced penalty there. You know, the yeah. holdings. On, on kickoffs, you know, they're forced a little bit there. Um, and holdings on offense, you know, he, and he even said one of them was on Anthony Richardson. Uh, he should have stepped up in the pocket instead of not. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, and Billy Napier said this, and I, and I completely agree. Holding on kickoffs can't happen. You, you just you, – you can't have those. You're the, you're the guy – you know where the return is being set up. So there's no sense of holding or anything else. Get to your spot – Set up the return and be done with it. And, uh, you know, like you said, having the, you know, starting at the 10, starting at the 15, that, that kills drives, that kills momentum, um, that hurts the defense if you have to punt. Um, it, it, you know, it just it flips field position, and you can't do that against good teams. Yeah, well, I will say this. The Gators' defense did not play as badly as a lot of people are making it, you know, out to, uh, out to be. They really no. didn't, especially in the first half, right? where we saw an incredible field position difference between the Gators and Utah. I mean, Utah seemed, you know, when you give, when you give a team the ball at the 25 yard line on their first drive of the game, they're going to score. I mean, it, it's the first drive of the game. It's, it's a scripted drive. They've, they've, they've practiced these specific plays all week long. They're going to score. The, they're going to score a touchdown right. uh, almost every single time. So, you know, you cannot sit there and, and blame the defense for giving up that touchdown. And we mentioned the penalties on the kickoff, the, the, the bad punts. You know, special teams makes a difference in the game, right, for both sides of the ball. So Gators need to get that scored away. Uh, you know, and, you know, I, I just don't believe that the Gators defense played as, as, as poorly as a lot of people are making out. They weren't great in the second half. They did get gassed. Uh, they were really tired, uh, you could tell. But they just didn't play as poorly as a lot of people are. The first half was a really good overall um, half of defense. You know, in the second half, some of the, some of the keys that kind of stood up were um, the Dexter on the um, reverse where you were shaking your head saying, stay in position. Keep the edge. <laughs> you know, that that was a big one there. Um, Des Watson jumping up a lot were, uh, were concerning there. So you've seen some, some penalties that, you know, for me, I think were forced a little bit by being tired. And, you know, you never want tired to be the reason you're not in a position, you know. Uh, and But I think that was. Um, and, again, the second the second half, Florida just got wore down. I mean, that's just it is what it is. But, but I think the biggest thing to remember is this, and that is Utah's a very good football team. Utah's going to win the Pac-12 or be close to winning the Pac-12. They've got three players in, in rising, the running back, and the tight end that are all NFL football players. Uh, like I said, the tight end outside of Georgia, you're not going to face a better tight end in the country. Uh, that, that kid's good. That kid's really good. That running right. back is an SEC running back. I tell you what, the Utah's second tight end, I know he didn't light up the stat sheet, but Dalton Kincaid, he's a really damn good player too. Yeah. Uh, he made he made a couple of blocks uh, in that game with, that were like jaw-dropping. I mean, they were. They, he, he's a great player. Uh, I think he's playing on Sundays too because I know the NFL 
they're they're always looking for you know kind of like a blocking tight end and I, I think he fits that description perfectly they're both really good players and I think they're both going to be playing on Sundays but let me ask you let me ask you this Andrew were you surprised by how much Desmond Watson played on Saturday yes in a way he, he, logged, he, he logged 28 snaps which is I think the exact number Jalen Lee logged I know that I know they're I think they were one off from each other. I can't remember if he if he logged one more than Jalen or if Jalen logged one more snap than Desmond. But they were they they played basically identical amount right. of snaps. I was I was shocked. Um, and you know th- th- that's not to say. Uh, so I, I thought Des played up and down. I, I thought he had. I thought Des did a good job of clogging the middle at times. But I think Des's biggest problem is. He has to stay low. Des is a guy that when you're playing teams like Utah, he can be a factor. He can be a big factor. But he has to stay low to understand his goal is not to just get to the backfield. His goal is to clog the middle and make plays there. Uh, and, and so, I, you know, I was surprised there. I, I really was. I thought Lee and um, um, uh, Chris McClellan would play more. Um, in the game, I, I think that, you know, it ultimately came down to um, Spence and those guys just thinking maybe he can, you know, draw a double team and help out a little bit. Um, I need to see Daz, though, play with better technique, man. It's just I need to see him play with better technique. And I'll, honestly, I want to see Gervin Dexter play to Gervin Dexter level. And I, I know I'm going to take some heat for this, but Gervin Dexter gets a lot of praise. I'm ready to see Gervin Dexter play up to that praise. I agree, but you know, I think at the end of the day, it was it was good to see uh, Desmond out there uh, playing a significant amount of snaps because the Gators need him this year. They, I mean, they need him, not, you know, not only not only to produce, but they just need him as a number. You know, the Gators are the Gators are thin uh, at defensive tackle, and so ha- having him out there playing as many snaps as Jalen Lee was was surprising, but it was but it was a good thing. I mean, the, the Gators need him to go out there and and they need him to play football most importantly, but they do need him to produce as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, again, you want to see this, this, this uh, unit continue to improve because of depth, you know, and, and I say this all the time, but, you know, these guys are not going to get, you know, they're not going to instantly have more gas in the tank. It's just, I mean, there's only you only have so much gas in your tank at, at, at the end of the day. And, you know, a big Des Watson, I mean, I, I'm glad to see he's out there, you know, being able to play the 28 plays because that was a career high. But it doesn't matter how many games he plays this year, he's not going to be able to play 50 snaps a game. It's just, it's just not. So you need some of this depth to step up. You need McClellan to to step up to be a, a, a liable uh, you know, uh, participant. You need um, Jalen Lee to, to to get to that level. So mm-hmm. you need guys to continue to step up, and and, and I think they are for sure. I, I think McClellan played played pretty good uh, in that in the goal line stand. It was uh, Jalen Lee and uh, McClellan playing defensive tackle when they made the stop. So that was big to see um, in that game. Um, I, I, I just wish Dez would play lower. I, I, I do, and I know it's hard for him being a bigger guy, but I just wish he would play lower. Just understand that, listen, don't pop up. Just stay bent at the waist and make him push you. I agree. I agree. 
Uh, all right, let's go. Let's go to some uh, to some keys in the game. Uh, give me uh, give me. Uh, we'll, we'll do uh, two keys a piece. Give me your uh, your key offensively for the Gators on Saturday, and then give me your keys uh, defensively. Alrighty. Well, my key offensively is to is to get is to to make the make a big chunk play in the passing attack. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of been hinted at, rumored that Kentucky's going to stack the box and, and try to stop the Gators. Anthony Richardson needs to take advantage of that. I'm looking uh, for Ricky Pearsall to you know to get open, whether that be on a deep slant or or a deep post. Get get open over top of the field and and make a big play. That's my key offensively. My key defensively, it's going to be stopping uh, Tavion Robinson and 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 freshman receiver Barry and Brown. Uh, these are two guys for Kentucky that are a problem. They are fast. Uh, and 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 let me let me make this point as well. Tavion Robinson is returning punts and Barry on Brown is returning kickoffs. Those are two dangerous dangerous dudes back there. Barry and Brown returned a hundred yard kick uh, in the opener for a touchdown. And, and Tavion Robinson is just as fast. Uh, these are two guys that Kentucky's going to try to get them the ball in open space. Uh, and, you know, uh, Will's going to, Will's going to try to get them the ball quickly. So these are, you know, Devin Moore, Jalen Kimber, Jason Marshall, Avery Helm, they're going to be, they're going to have to be on their A game and they cannot take their eyes off these two wide receivers. Yeah, for me, offensively, is continue to push your will on the offensive line. You know, they're going to stack the box, but but let people know, let the world know that this is not Dan Mullen's Florida Gators. This is Billy Napier's Florida Gators. This is a physical football team that's going to back down for nobody and not stray away from their game plan. So I uh, want to see that as well. Just continue to be physical, uh, put a hat on a hat, knock them back. And, and let them know that the Florida Gators are here to play physical football, and no matter what you try to do, they're not going to get away from that game plan. Uh, defensively, uh, stop the run first, force Kentucky to be one-dimensional, uh, and then when it becomes one-dimensional, you take your chances. Um, but force them to, um, uh, you know, allow them or force them into that, and, and allow your um, defensive lineman just to go get the quarterback. It's a to, it's a little bit easier to go get the quarterback than it is to stop the run on um, multiple plays. So uh, those are those are my two keys. I, I, I just think that physical football is going to be the key of this game. I agree. I mean, they're they're going to have to, you know, like you know, I, we we've talked about it. We've talked about it all last week. We're we're talking about it again this week. The Gators' offensive line. They're going to have to play well in order for the Gators to win football games this season. Yep. All right. Let's uh, let's go pick some games around the country for this weekend. Uh, start um uh, start our uh, Friday prediction last weekend. I was um, down for the count, so uh, we didn't we didn't get to do our Friday prediction. So let's go around the country. Let me pull up some top twenty five games around the country here. Uh, I think the biggest one, and it's not a top twenty five game, but it's a it's a big one for for the country, and that is Alabama goes out to Texas, out to Austin. Um, Saban gets the faces of old colleague Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, Bama's a 20-point favorite in this game. I think we'll both say Bama, so let's pick against that spread here. I, I'm taking I'm taking the 20 points, and I'm taking Bama. Uh, um, I just I, I I think Saban he's going to run this score up. I I I have I have Alabama by three touchdowns or more. Okay, I like it. I think so too, though. I, I think you know it's a uh, it's personal for uh, for um, for for Billy. Uh, I mean for Nick. 
against Sark. It's not like him versus Billy or Kirby where he has respect for him. I think he's lost a lot of respect for Sarkeesian, um, the way Sarkeesian's, you know, made comments and, and did different things there. So I, I think it's personal for, for this team. And, uh, you know, we'll see what, uh, you know, Mr. Quinn Ewers, who, you know, has the multi-million dollar NIL does, uh, when, uh, when big Will Anderson decides he wants to come over there and, uh, knock you out in the face. Right. It'll be interesting for sure because I, I think that uh, I think that that's a, a game that Texas needs to win. I, you know, I, I and not or maybe not just win, but stay close into that game to get some respect back. I, um, I, I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. Uh, you know, Jameer Gibbs, you know, could be Alabama's best player, right? He had nine carries for ninety something yards. I mean that. They didn't. They didn't do anything offensively. They didn't show Texas anything offensively week one. Uh, I, I, I don't see it. I, I think. I think Bama by by three touchdowns is a safe bet. Yeah, I, I agree. And they're pissed off because uh, I don't know if you've seen this story or not. Um, Texas um, would not in, uh, let the uh, million dollar band sit in the lower bowl. They were going to make them sit in the very upper deck of the stadium. So they're not uh, the million dollar bands not traveling for the first time in forever. Wow. So uh, another uh, another notch that Nick Saban will talk about. Uh, big game, uh, top twenty five game, but also a big game that Ford will be watching. Uh, Tennessee travels up to Pittsburgh, number twenty four versus number seventeen um, in the game, and uh, Pittsburgh's a favorite in this game. Uh, how you like this game going? I I, I like Tennessee. Uh, I think Tennessee's gonna, you know, pull get the win Does on the road hurt? here. Did that hurt to say? Uh, it hurt. Oh, it killed me. It killed me. But I, I just think I, I think Tennessee's a pretty decent team this year. I watched them uh, week one, and I thought they played really well. I know it was against Ball State, but um, I thought they played really well. I, I, I think that they're a harder game, in my opinion, for Florida than than Kentucky is. Uh, I just, you know, I just, I just, I, I really do believe that. So I, I have Tennessee, you know, getting the win on the road. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. Pitt struggled with West Virginia, um, mm-hmm. and that was a, uh, a, yeah, West Virginia team that I think they're okay. Uh, JT Daniels, I think's okay. Um, I, I have Tennessee winning, um, and God, that hurts. I just, yeah, I feel pain going all down my body right now for for saying that. But uh, <laughs> no, hell no, hell no, Nick. No, no, Pitt wins this game, man. I ain't picking Tennessee. Come on, man. Come on, man. Your money on the line, you're picking Pitt? We're not playing with money on our line, so we're good. Yeah, but if you were, but if you were, you got – I don't know what I would do, Nick. You got to pretend like money's on the line here, Andrew. I'm going Pitt. Pitt's going to win this game. Speak it it into existence. Pitt wins this game, my friend. I I respect it. I respect the pick. Pitt's got to win, man. Come on. Come on, Pitt. Figure out a way, my friend. <laughs> Cannot have that. Uh, another uh, another top twenty five game. Uh, Baylor uh, travels to to BYU in a game that's uh, nine versus twenty one. Uh, I, I think both of these teams are a little under talked about. I agree. Um, BYU is a three point favorite. BYU is three point favorite. Uh, I'll take BYU at home. I think. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I got BYU. That that should be a really good game though, and it's a game that's on late at night. Uh, and so you know, I think we'll all be tuned into that one. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Baylor. Uh, I think Baylor's offense is is a little bit um, 
more than BYU can handle. Um, obviously, it is at BYU, so that is a uh, you know a little bit of a tougher um, environment to to play in. And I know those guys get rowdy out there, so um, yeah. But, but we'll we'll go there. Uh, let's see here. Uh, an, an SE, another SEC matchup. Uh, I think that a lot of people are going to be watching. Not a top 25 matchup, but um, just a big one overall. South Carolina travels to Arkansas. Um, Spencer Rattler, get it done? No, no. I'm I'm taking uh, I'm taking KJ Jefferson and, and the Arkansas Razorbacks here. You know, I have them as an eight point favorite. I think that's I don't know I don't know which side of the line I would spread. You know, I don't know I don't know where I'd bet there, but I'm going Arkansas. I think Arkansas is a tough team this year. I like KJ Jefferson. He's a he's a pretty good dual threat quarterback. Uh, yeah, give me give me the Razorbacks. Spencer Rattler kind of showed what he was all about last week, and and that's that he uh, he was very overrated heading into the season last year. Uh, I'm going with the fight in Sam Pittman's as well, especially at <laughs> Arkansas. If yeah. you ever get the opportunity to go to an Arkansas game, though, it's pretty cool when they bring that pig out. It stinks, but it's uh, it's interesting. So. Noted. Uh, Going with Sam Pittman in the fighting uh, Razorbacks there. Uh, last one before we move on to the to the headline game. Uh, Wake Forest travels to an undefeated Vanderbilt Commodores. Maybe that person who picked Vanderbilt to win the SEC. <laughs> well, um, you know, I've watched Vanderbilt. I've watched both their, their first two games, and, you know, they've looked good. Their offense looks good. Mike Wright, is, he's, he's a good football player. Uh, I do think he, you know, struggles a little bit in the pass game, but he can really run. Um, but their defense has been a question mark. I mean, they gave up like a, I don't remember the exact amount, but they gave up a boatload of points last week. Uh, they still won, but they gave up a boatload of points. Uh, and is is Sam Hart, is Sam Hartman playing for Wake Forest this week? I believe so. I, yeah, um, I believe okay. he was cleared um, yesterday. I believe when he was cleared to play. So. Um, well, I think I think Wake's Wake's yeah. too good. <laughs> well, that was yeah, that was the that was my you know determining question there. If Sam Hartman's playing, it's a it's a it's it's a it's a done deal. Uh, I have Wake favored at twelve and a half. I'm taking Wake and the points. Um, Vanderbilt's defense is just a question mark. If Sam Hartman's out there, he's going to eat them alive. Elon scored thirty one points against Vanderbilt. There it was. I, that I I knew I knew that some team that shouldn't have scored a lot of points did. Yeah, Demon Deacons win. Uh, Wait, yep. stops the uh, the Vanderbilt train, and uh, mm-hmm. fun as it has been, two and oh, hey, stops there. Um, all right, here it is. It's game time. Uh, Florida comes in as a six point favorite um, against Kentucky. Um, last year it was twenty to thirteen. Um, Kentucky, uh, Kentucky put it on them. So, uh, what you got this week? I've got I've got Florida. Um, I think my final score prediction was 31-21. I think Florida does a decent job offensively again. I think they run the football pretty well. I do think they air it out a little bit more, uh, but ultimately they're going to keep to their game plan and run the football. Uh, and I think I think that you know Florida's going to make uh, make Kentucky one dimensional, right? Uh, I think that Kentucky's going to drop back to pass maybe 40 times, and you know, and I do think that. Uh, some of these inexperienced uh, Gator defensive backs, I do think they get beat uh, from time to time. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, they hold up. They they play a much better uh, sound defensively game uh, in the run game. And so I have I have Florida by more than six points. Uh, they The Gators remember what happened last year. Uh, they I thought that they outplayed Kentucky all game long, yet still lost by seven points. 
sloppy game all the way around for the Gators. I think they're going to come much more prepared this year. Billy Napier has his team ready to go. I'm taking Gators and the points. Ooh, ooh, Gators and the points. Man. Yep. I got a 24-21 was my pick. Uh, I, I think Florida wins um, the game. Um, I'm a little... I, I, I'm a little concerned to say that they cover because I think it might be uh, a lower scoring game. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I think that it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a little bit of a, of a defensive struggle uh, for both teams at, at times. Uh, I think Florida's definitely going to try to, you know, take the air out of the ball there. And I think Florida's going to do a good job of, of taking uh, or making Kentucky throw the ball. Uh, I got 24, 21, uh, with Florida winning, um, you know, turnovers could uh, could change it around and, and make it bigger. Uh, but I, but I think Florida's two and zero heading uh, into next week uh, against South Florida. Agreed. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, make sure to tune in. Uh, some big visitors coming in this weekend. Uh, you have uh, Keelan, uh, Keon Keeley coming in this weekend for Florida. Um, Dejon Johnson is coming back, and then FSU O-line commit um, Roger Curry is coming back in. So uh, stay tuned because we'll have some recruiting updates and uh, as well as a lot of coverage from the Swamp on Saturday night as Florida gets ready to knock down the Wildcats. Yes, sir. Uh, I know me and Gentry are excited to get out there. And if you guys see uh, either me or Gentry, we're going to be out at the Gator Walk at about 440 on Saturday. So, you know, come say hi, come chat with us. We'd love to talk to you guys. And make sure to turn the rain on for those guys. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys, we appreciate it. Make sure to to tune in to Gator Country uh, all day on Saturday and uh, on Sunday as we uh, recap all this. And uh, Nick and I will be back on Monday as uh, we recap a Gators win over Kentucky. Uh, We'll see how bad it gets on Saturday, but uh, here's the hope that it's a 2-0 start to the season for the Gators. Yes, sir. Oh.